From Schwartz Media, I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. Following a series of fatal car accidents, Queensland has announced a major crackdown on youth crime. According to youth advocate Sivash Duska, policy is being dictated by the police union, emboldened by the tabloid media and both sides of politics. Today, Sivash Duska, director of the Youth Affairs Network of Queensland, on what he calls the war on young people. Why is Queensland debating youth crime and what are the big changes? Queensland's youth crime crisis, none more prevalent than on the streets of Townsville. Young criminals who repeatedly flout the law are tonight on notice. Four people have been killed in the past two weeks as a result of incidents involving allegedly stolen vehicles. Siavash, on January 26 in Brisbane, two people were hit by a car and, and they died. Can you tell me about what happened and also the events that were set in motion by that incident? Sure. We don't know all the details, um, but uh, what has been alleged is that uh, on Invasion Day, a teenager was driving a stolen four-wheel drive. Police say the boys sped through a red light and T-boned a truck, then spinning out of control. He ran a red light and crashed into an oncoming truck and rolled the car and the rolled car hit a couple. Well, Kate Ledbetter was six months pregnant when her and her partner, Maddie Fields, were mowed down at the intersection behind me. And uh, unfortunately, it caused uh, both of those um, people to die. And the following week, there was also um, another incident that happened in Townsville. Uh, so about 10 p.m. last night, police responded to a fatal traffic accident on Ross River Road. Uh, which is alleged that a group of three vigilantes in Townsville chased the stolen car, which had a number of teenagers in it. A Holden statesman allegedly driven by a vigilante was aggressively following a stolen Hyundai iX35. That car driven by the vigilantes lost control and killed a motorcyclist um, the other side of the road. Uh, tragically, as a result of that incident, um, a 22-year-old local girl uh, died. So um, they were both tragic um, accidents um, which should have never happened. Um, they created much anger and grief in the community, uh, rightly so, as you can imagine. And um, there was a lot of outpour both um, on social media as well as on mainstream media. This is a tragedy. We can't give them back what they lost. Families have been shattered and lives have been lost. Uh, we then saw the LMP, ALP and the police union uh, partnering with the Murdoch press and fueling uh, that community anger um, to a point of uh, literally declaring a war on young people. The Townsville community, well, they're already fed up. Saying it's been two weeks of teens running wild, terrorising communities, tragedies left behind. Public anger was building, forcing the government to act. OK, so what did that look like? What did the Queensland government actually announce in response to all of this? Um, Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk um, came out and made a number of statements. Today, we'll be implementing seven tough new measures aimed directly at this specific cohort 
of these 10% of youth criminals. She said that um, it is clear to me and the community that some young offenders simply don't care about consequences. They have no concept of the consequences of their actions and no fear of the law. It is uh, this 10% who are responsible for 48% of the crimes. And she goes on to say they're the ones we are going to target with all the force and resources at our disposal. We can't just do one thing. We have to do everything that is at our disposal. And they've also come up with a raft of um, changes to youth justice legislation, which um, includes things like um, putting electronic shackles on young people as part of their bail condition. In the cases of serious indictable offences, such as breaking and entering an armed rob robbery, we are reversing the presumption of bail. And then the Premier goes on to appoint an anti-terror boss to head the new Queensland Youth Crime Task Force. Sigush, where do these laws come from? Who has a say in the, the Queensland government's approach to youth justice? Who is informing and advising the government on how they should tackle an issue like this? When the Premier said um, after these events that um, everything was going to be on the table... We, I guess, uh, were interested uh, and, uh, as a community youth sector to participate in that process so that there is a balance of um, information reaching the Premier in terms of uh, what possibly could be a measured uh, evidence-based response to these issues. But unfortunately, the Premier didn't open her door and despite approaches by the community sector, um, we were excluded from that process. And um, it seemed that uh, it was uh, basically knee-jerk reaction to what the media, the mainstream media was pushing, what the LNP was pushing and what the police union was pushing. So instead of working with the youth sector in dealing with the youth issues, the government has been focused on working with the police and expanding the criminal justice system. We'll be back in a moment. This year, the Saturday paper celebrates 10 years as Australia's leading independent newspaper. In that time, it's built a peerless reputation for quality journalism, for telling stories that are ignored elsewhere. It's the essential account of the week in politics, culture and news. When you read the Saturday paper, you don't need to read anything else. Subscribe today from just $2.10 per week. Visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash subscribe. The Saturday paper, the whole story. As a a. 7am listener... You're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Sivash, can you... Tell me more about the relationship between the Queensland government and the police, and in particular, the police union. Police are calling the shots, um, and they've been running a, a very strong campaign. And this is not, nothing new. The police union has historically been one of the most powerful institutions in Queensland. Both sides of the politics uh, have danced to the tunes of the police union. Um, they are very afraid of the union power and how it can have um, direct impact on their political fortune. 
I'm very pleased to announce today that an additional 2,025 police personnel will be in Queensland over the next five years. And um, in recent Queensland election, um, we had an election uh, end of last year, the Labor government uh, promised another half a billion dollars for police in terms of for um, recruitment. This will be $624 million investment over five years. And of the new police, 1,450 will be frontline. This was the biggest uh, expansion of the police force in that way in the last 30 years. This is the greatest commitment in police numbers we've ever seen in this state. All that's going to do is put more kids in uh, youth prisons. Our youth prisons are again are going to fill up very quickly. Then they're going to be overflowed to watch houses, the situation we had last year. And then the conditions are there, are dreadful. And then um, the government is going to come out and then promise to build a new youth detention centre. And then the cost of uh, keeping each kid in the youth detention centre each year is about half a million dollars. Um, so it's incredible amount of money that's going in there. And the outcome of it is that basically this is a pipeline to adult prison, to a lifelong um, criminal career. Right. And so these kids, these young people who might be caught up in this, can you tell me a bit more about what their situation is likely to be? Well, young people are going to suffer from this. Uh, young people across Queensland from 10 to 17 years of age, we still have the criminal age of responsibility is 10 in Queensland. So a 10 year old basically can be um, prosecuted and um, put in um, youth prison. And um, it's not a hypothetical. We've had them, um, this happening, uh, which is an absurd age group to be able to be responsible for criminal activities which um, these kids, um, the common factor about their life is that they're all neglected. They come from neglected backgrounds. They come from both socioeconomic um, communities. They've been abused. And uh, the basic thing that's missing in their life is actually a genuine care and love as opposed to harshness. They basically have to survive in the streets, a lot of them. Um, laws and trying to uh, throw the book at them, it's not going to work because... Um, this is what these kids are used to. And what they're doing, in a way, is a cry for help. So rather than actually hearing that cry for help, we basically are wanting to go there with a big stick and trying to somehow stop them from doing what they're doing. Mm. You know, how would you assess these, these new laws against, um, you know, your past work in, in this sector? I've spent the last 30 years working with um, these children, young people and uh, their families and communities and I've seen various ministers come and go. There is a cohort of young people who have um, nothing of value in their lives and they also don't value their own life. Um, this is unfortunately how, what our society has created. Young people are not represented, unfortunately, at the political level. There is no minister for youth in the parliament that is prepared to stand up and speak on behalf of young people. So everybody is um, engaging in youth bashing. But um, we can't see why the premier doesn't do what she should be doing, which is actually de-escalating the community tension, de-escalating the anger and trying to educate the public using these unfortunate tragedies to basically inform based on evidence that if we wanting to actually make our communities safer, 
we have to do something different than putting these kids in prison. So we need um, a government that actually is brave enough to move away from focusing on a criminal justice response as the only way to deal with youth crime and to see these young people, these children, not as terrorists, not as aliens that they've come from somewhere else. These are the children that our own society, ourselves, we have created them. All they're doing is being a mirror and shining back to us what our society is. So if our society is neglectful, if we don't care, that's what they um, shine back into our eyes. Sivesh, thank you so much for your time today. Most welcome. Thank you. Sydney Dance Company explodes on stage with Momenta. This world premiere by acclaimed choreographer Raphael Bonicella is unmissable contemporary dance. Strictly limited season from the 28th of May to the 8th of June. Book now at sydneydancecompany.com. Also in the news today, former Coalition staffer Rochelle Miller is preparing to take legal action against two ministers she worked for, Alan Tudge and Michaelia Cash, over workplace conditions. The case comes after another historic rape allegation has been referred to the federal police relating to an unnamed cabinet minister. And in New Zealand, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has announced a seven-day lockdown for Auckland after the city recorded a case of unknown origin. The rest of the country returns to level two restrictions. I'm Ruby Jones. This is 7am. See you tomorrow.